Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 177. Hi. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) Everybody else is quiet. Uh, Well, Jared came in. Miranda, are you going to say hi, too? I'm here. Hello. Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, my name is Kevin, and uh, I'm Nick, and uh, we got Miranda over there. Hello. I'm Jared. Yeah. Does anybody have a catchphrase? (laughs) Uh, I, I can see I can see the wheels turning in Nick's head. Nick wants to have a catchphrase. <laughs> Maybe we should, we'll have one by next episode. Yeah. I think Here's my, the, my catchphrase is Kevin is too loud. Turn it down. <laughs> am am I too loud? No, no. Jared, go talk about the production while we're while we're producing. It's um, run time. It's I, I thought <laughs> I thought Nick's uh, catchphrase could be "Here's the beef." Here's the beef. Oh. Answer, answering the age old nice. question. Where <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah. So, how's everybody doing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) well what's been going on uh anybody got any stories from this week i know it's only been a week since we did the last one but uh what's everybody been up to how about you nick i had pizza for the first time in a long time today oh really wow (laughs) for some reason i hadn't had pizza in a long time uh i guess because i haven't gotten delivery or anything i've just been cooking all the time and i haven't made pizza i should do that that's what i was wondering so you, you ordered something instead of making it i went to the italian store i also got some. that place is good um that's exciting i've been ordering lots of stuff but like because because there's one mexican restaurant that i really like and i want to stay in business so i just keep ordering food from them once once a week that's what i've been doing <laughs> all my favorites yeah i go to a local bar every once in a while that sounds more <laughs> dangerous <laughs> well, well, well i go to the local bar to take get takeout oh okay, okay. Yeah. while i'm waiting i, I have a beer <laughs> i i've been doing the same thing getting going to a bar yeah well uh Lyman's Tavern. Oh, you guys are partying hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you read anything this week, Nick, besides the stuff that we're going to talk about in this podcast? I read Venom. <laughs> Venom, <laughs> Venom number 25. Uh, I We should talk about that later because I, wa- I kind of want to know because I read the beginning. Is this still the Venom Island storyline? It's the last part of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can spoil it for me later in the podcast and for everybody else. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you, Miranda? Anything going on this week? Uh, I mentioned last week that I uh, was going to read the um hop town mystery stories volume two the cursed hermit and i did read that this week i saw that it is it's great i love it Uh, that's awesome i need to read those like i am like gonna harass you guys about it every week until you (laughs) i think i think jared and nick have read both of them Uh, i read the first one i I need to read the second one i started the first one and it creeped me out so i gave up oh that's that sounds great yeah i was like legitimately got some really creepy images yeah i was like not for me like this is great and not for me <laughs> the creepier the better for me oh you should read it then i want the worst just give me the worst thing you could find <laughs> that's your catchphrase <laughs> yeah just give me the, the uh but it's not give me the worst thing you can find my catchphrase is just the worst thing you can find <laughs> nice uh what about you jared what's been going on um i had something and i forgot it it was that exciting oh i read the uh preview they sent us a preview of the new ed brubaker sean phillips book uh pulp which is oh yeah, big. that's one of our uh, our news items is the announcement of that book. Oh well, uh, I'll talk about it then. But it's great. <laughs> what a tease! Some foreshadowing. Uh, what have I been doing this week? I I did my usual playing D and D and stuff like that. I wrote a theme song for my Star Trek uh, RPG group, so that was fun. Are you going to share that with? Uh, uh, no. What a tease! <laughs> what a tease! But it did. But it did happen. But uh, yeah, I think that's I also about played D and D. Yeah, I think Not. that's like the thing to do right now. Uh, uh, we all almost died. <laughs> one of our characters, one of the people did die. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. Well, you're and playing the rest a, of us a very high level adventure, right, Nick? No, we started a new one. Um, it's like a beginner one, but we had to like choose to go to one thing or the other, but we went to the wrong thing. <laughs> and the things in there were much more powerful than us, and we all almost died. That's how it goes. Um, we somehow escaped, but that sounds uh, well, one of us died. <laughs> but I took all the stuff, so it's fine. All right. Teamwork. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that is, uh, I was going to say that's it for news, <laughs> but that was not news. <laughs> Personal news. Uh, but, we, but we do have some news. Should we just get into that? We don't have a news theme song. Uh, does anybody want to want to just go for it? Nick, you want to make a news theme song with your mouth right now? <laughs> it's news. There okay, you. that's going to be our news theme song. From now. I'm, I'm going to make a super professional version of that, and uh, and then we're going to use that from now on. Okay, yeah. so up up first, our first bit of news is Marvel is back this week. Uh, so Ooh. yeah, we got new new comics from Marvel this week, and uh, pretty much all the other major publishers. 
Uh, definitely felt a lot different than last week, which was like a very tiny shipment. This week was probably, yeah, I'd say half the size of what usually comes out in a week, probably three or four times as much as what came out last week. But yeah, it's kind of exciting, like um, just to see all these new comics come out again. Didn't update their ads, though. <laughs> oh, the Marvel. Oh, like for all their stuff that was coming out. Because they probably yeah. printed this stuff. It was yeah. Sure. It was probably ready to go, right? Yeah. I, my theory, all the Empire stuff is coming in April. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. My theory <laughs> is this was the stuff that was in a truck or in a warehouse when everything got shut down, so it was on the way and just got right. frozen. Right. But but overall, exciting. I'm I'm excited about new comics. It's weird, you know. Everything's everything's a little strange. We're doing curbside pickup, and you know, it's it's just a, a very different environment. But uh, but it's still fun. It's like just having new stuff come out every week because like even TV right now like is not. I mean, there's new stuff, but it doesn't. It's not new the way that like new weekly comics. I mean, are. you haven't been watching Ultimate Tag. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, uh, and uh, and also the Rocks Titan Games returned last night. <laughs> and Holy Moly. <laughs> I don't even what I don't even know what Holy Moly it's is. It's like a mini golf thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a it's I oh, it's it's got some like actual comedians hosting. I forget who it is, but uh, it's kind of funny, but it's also terrible. <laughs> is it like? Dax Shepard and uh, Terry Crews. <laughs> uh, it's produced by Stefan Curry. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, wow. This, tar- this timeline we're in right now is wild. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we got some other news here. This is news. I don't know if this is exciting for any of us. I don't maybe maybe I don't know where Miranda stands on this stuff, but the Snyder cut of the Justice League is coming to HBO Max in 2021. Miranda, I know you're like a you're like a little bit of a DC fan girl, right? Yeah, I am. Are you like a Snyder Cut person? Have you been harassing Joss Whedon on Twitter? Oh, good God, no. Um, I like. I'm always such an optimist for every DC movie that comes out, and I try to give it a chance, even when I'm like extremely skeptical. And I have this problem where I go in and I watch them in the movie theater, and I'm like, oh, that like that wasn't so bad. I kind of enjoyed myself. And then like a few minutes later, I realize I literally cannot remember what I just watched, and that sucks. That like. That sucks as like a generically DC fan to like Shazam not have these. I, d- I did like Shazam. I saw that recently. Yeah, that one, that was good. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought Birds of Prey was Birds of Prey was good, right? Birds oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I've got like Harley issues, and Birds of Prey was good. So. Uh, uh, Justice but, League though was not good. <laughs> oh no. God. man, I waited for it. Was so weird. Not like it's weird that there was a Justice League movie and I didn't see it until like two years after it came out because i didn't care um but god man i I will probably watch the snyder cut when it comes out but the thing is it's been so long since i've seen the original one and i'm certainly not going to go back and rewatch it like i worry i'm going to struggle to tell like what's like was this in the original cut or is this like was this new what what are, like i mean you should do you have three tv is this good <laughs> you don't need to compare yeah i'm yeah, you're probably better off just not knowing. <laughs> I kind right. of like. I think I by the end of the Justice League movie, I was so tuned out. Like by t- by the time they were like fighting Steppenwolf and stuff, I was like, I was like, why is this the villain? In the this? But so what? the new one, the new Watch one's gonna side be, by side. um, the new one's gonna be very different from what I understand. Like it has Dark Side in it, it has Green Lanterns in it. So they're like spending like it says between twenty and thirty million dollars. Uh, so weird. and it's either going to be one big, like almost four hour movie, or it's going to be split up into episodes. So it's going to be very different. So I'm curious. I mean, See, I, I, I don't, I, I'm oh, kind of worried that this is like the studios finally paying attention to the internet, much in the way that the studios paid attention to the internet for snakes on a plane, where there's like a very loud vocal fan base that is actually not anything to do with the majority of people who care about any of this. So they'll spend all this money and nobody will care. Yeah, it's like, um, it, yeah, that's that's the bummer thing around all this is it's like the reason this exists and the people that have been asking for it have not been exactly great about it. <laughs> so yeah. that, yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. But, you know, in the long run, you know, the Justice League movie wasn't that great. I thought the whole thing was ugly every single second of it. So I don't know how a new cut of it's going to make that better. But, uh, you know, Henry Cavill's upper lip isn't just, well, maybe they'll re-CGI it and make it better. What if he had just had a mustache? I think he would have been hot, to be honest. I imagine, the, I imagine those <laughs> no, things won't, yeah. be, won't be in it. You think they're, no, he's in it because he's in the he's in the black costume in it. They're doing like a Return of Superman thing. So they're like changing his costume and everything. Maybe. Yeah, no, I'm say, well, I'm saying they'll take out, they'll probably take out all the mustache CGI scenes. 
<laughs> oh, well, that's like half the season. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I guess those were the reshoots. Yeah. So I guess maybe they oh, will. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Wait, wait, wait. So in the original, original, unreleased, they kept the mustache in and then they CGI'd it out in the theater release? Yes. But wait, so was this an intentional like director choice or was this a Cavill choice of like, I'm just going to have a mustache? Which way did they go? The second one. That's yeah. Awful. So he, he had a mustache for, I think, Mission Impossible, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to do reshoots and he was in the middle of doing Mission Impossible. So he didn't shave the mustache off. So they did the reshoots and then they CGI'd the mustache off of his face. <laughs> and it looks wild. Yeah. It looks it insane. Looks, it looks really weird. So, uh, so, yeah, so we'll see what they do with that. But I just thought, what if Superman had come back and he had a mustache? He would have looked like Invincible's dad. Ooh. It would have been cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So up next in the news, we just have a little bit of news here. Some more TV and film news is uh, Umbrella Academy is coming back for season two in July. Uh, of all the the kind of adaptations, this seems like the one that people really liked a lot. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. Did any of you like it? <laughs> I've seen, I just like in the last two weeks, I think watched the first episode or two and I liked it so far, but I haven't watched the rest of it yet. I think, I think Kevin didn't like it from what I remember. I just didn't watch it, but uh, but my wife watched it and she loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. And uh, yeah, and it just seems like the one that like I, for everybody that watched it seems to like it. So I just thought I would. It's got would the dude from Misfits it. in it, right? Um, yeah, Robert Sheehan, I think his name is, and Ellen Page is in it. She's great. So Glenn Danzig. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think it's Jerry only that's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's oh. Doyle von Frankenstein. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Up next, we got some news that uh, Miranda brought to our attention, which is that uh, Silent Hill is coming back, and not as a pachinko machine, but as DLC for Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know how many people who listen to this. I know some of you guys actually play Dead by Daylight. Um, I do. Can you, you do you want to briefly briefly explain how that game works? Like the short version? I mean, it's basically like somebody is a killer and the rest of the people run away from the killer. Um, yeah, you kill your friends. Yeah, it's like being in like a Friday the 13th movie. Oh, so one, one of the yeah, players is a killer? I don't know. Kevin, explain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, it's it's kind of like the Friday the 13th game, right? Yeah. Like, like one person will be... I think they have generic killers in the game, but there are DLCs where you can be like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or Leatherface. And then people have been waiting years for a new Silent Hill game. We were... So we got PT, which was short for playable teaser, but it was the... Or playable trailer. And that was supposed to be Silent Hills, which was going to be Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro doing a Silent Hill wow. game. And Jinji Ito was doing character monster designs for that. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Jinji Ito was supposed to do monster designs for Silent Hills if it ever came out. And PT was like the greatest thing ever. But then Konami, I don't. They had big differences with Kojima, and they just kind of stopped doing games. Um, I believe there was a Silent Hill Pachinko game that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> but uh, but besides that, we haven't got anything, and now we're getting new Silent Hill. Yeah, it's uh, a. DLC, I think um, there's you, the two characters. I think it's adding um, Heather Mason and Pyramid Head, and each of those has individual separate skins. So there's a couple different versions of Pyramid Head, and then there's Heather Mason or uh, Lisa Garland. And then I think you can also play through the school is the level that they're at. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is that from Silent Hill 2? I think so. Oh. Well, both maybe. I don't, Pyramid Head is what people want. <laughs> Pyramid Head is from 2, Heather is from 3. So. Um, which one is, uh, the, from the movie, Katie Sackhoff, <laughs> is it Katie Sackhoff? Wait, who's <laughs> the Silent Hill movie? Who was in the Silent Hill movie? Oh God. I don't even <laughs> no know. One, no one. Uh, no. John B was in it. <laughs> John uh, uh, okay. I'm going to pretend that I didn't ask a question that nobody <laughs> knew the answer to and move on to, <laughs> to the next news thing. Uh, yeah. So as Jared mentioned before, uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, uh, was just announced. They have a new graphic novel coming out this summer called Pulp. And uh, it looks awesome. The, uh, I have the description of what it's about here, but Jared, do you, did you say oh, you yeah. already read it? As soon as that thing showed up, I was okay, like, cool. download, read immediately. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell people? What uh, it's yeah, it's then? a pretty interesting premise. I think it's set in the 20s or 30s in New York City where there's this very like aged, you know, former tough guy who's like in his 60s or 70s at this point who is a pulp writer. So he writes for all the like trashy men's magazines of like, you know, two-fisted action and justice where they get the girl. Uh, but he specifically writes for the Western pulps. And as, of course, you know, all the pulps are dying off, so he's getting less and less money for it. And then you realize that a lot of his stories are based on 
50 or so years earlier in the Wild West when he was the age that he was one of the people riding around in the West. So it's like tying that all together and then other stuff happens and there's crazy twists and it was awesome. So I feel like uh, I feel like Brubaker and Phillips have touched on this kind of thing before, like, and it's always great. Like in Fatal, it's kind of about a pulp, a pulp writer, like his father. And then in, um, in Killer Be Killed, it's, there's kind of that connection to that pulp yeah. illustrator. And so, uh, it's cool. They're kind of fully going for it in this one. It yeah, it's the awesome. same. Was it My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies? Was that the title? Yeah, yeah. They did a previous yeah, yeah. one like a year or so ago where it was just a standalone graphic novel. They're just like, we're just going to tell a story. It's not going to be comics. And that's the same thing. This is like a hundred page graphic novel, just the whole thing all at once coming out in July, I think. So, yep. Uh, on Wednesday, July 29th. Very 29. excited. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that, I thought that was a cool announcement. That's pretty much it for news. I did want to say thanks to uh, Big Planet employee Nicole for doing our Fantastic Four uh, podcast art this week, which is pretty fun, which we'll be posting with this. So yeah. Uh, okay, we've got some questions this week. Uh, should we just get sure. right into them? Is it about the Do Joker it. versus Thor? No, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Goku versus Superman. No, uh, so first we have a question from my friend Coleman, who's the person I'm trying to get a Dead by Daylight game going with. Uh, he wanted to know who we would cast in a new Superman movie. Henry Cavill. Ooh. What do you? Would you stick with? So that's what I was thinking too. Like, uh, but I think it, it's a little bit of a cheat to pick somebody that's already been Superman, even though I loved Brandon. That wasn't the question. Yeah. No, I mean uh, the thing is like. <laughs> I forgot what doing a podcast with Jared is. <laughs> no, I mean, there have been so many good people who have been screwed over by really bad scripts that I, I'd be happy with Brendan Routh too. But a new one, that's a tough question. A new one is a tough question. I should have given you guys these questions beforehand, but I sourced them all from Twitter 15 <laughs> minutes before this podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I don't remember anybody's name. That's a yeah, I haven't seen a, a uh, new movie in years. So. <laughs> still make those. Uh, well, you've thought of them for 15 minutes, Kevin. Who you got? I know. I didn't think <laughs> it's really bad. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of like new movies I've watched recently, <laughs> and uh, I watched Uncut Gems, which I loved. But Adam uh, Sandler. I don't, I don't think Adam Sandler would be a good Superman. <laughs> uh, um, what did I What did I just watch? Anyway, I, I I'm gonna pass this one. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna say Brandon Routh. We're all just picking De- people. Dean DeHaan. Oh God, that guy, Dane is, Dane. that guy is the Dane worst. He, he is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst. I I don't hate him as much as everybody else does. <laughs> um, I think he's good when he's like creepy. Like I thought he was great in Chronicle. Um, oh yeah, Chronicle's but, good. But then in Valerian, oh boy, yeah. Yeah. oh god, <laughs> it's the two of them. Like Cara Delevingne, um, is so bad too. <laughs> She's such a bad actress. Although people say Carnival Row is pretty good, and there's a new season that's coming. But, um, all right, did I give people time to think of who they wanted to be as Superman? I, no, uh, I, I, uh, I, I never got over uh, the like mental image, the childhood mental image of uh, Nick Cage Superman, and I would still take that. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that's a good answer with that would, iridescent would, um, Superman costume. Yes, please give it to me with the scoop C, <laughs> like the big. He had that big scoop neck. That, the, was, that was a good look. Very trendy. How about okay, Le- uh, Liam Hensworth? <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's great actually. Just to go um, like uh, you know, yeah, that's a good with, one. Uh, Marvel, <laughs> they should just get like the brothers of all the people in Avengers. Wait, no, who's the third? He- I was I was thinking of the her- third Hemsworth, the one that's in Westworld. <laughs> there's another oh. one. Yeah, there's oh. another one. It's like there's a bunch of them. It's like Rod Hemsworth. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's true, but he's he's like the older one. But <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh. Oh, wait, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's my answer. Okay, um, here's a question. another question. This is from at Too Much Mana on Twitter. Uh, if you could choose to live within the universe of a comic series, what would you choose? So I don't think this means like Marvel or DC, but like a, like a comic series. So it could be any, anything, just, just a series that you really like and that you could live in. Uh, hmm. I think this is not kind The of- Walking Dead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, whoa, no way. Um, I would say Usagi Yojimbo, except I don't speak Japanese and I have no well, that's fighting okay. this is a fan skills. Of <laughs> and the few humans who show up in that series are always the bad guys. So I guess I'd be a bad guy in Usagi Yojimbo. Well, you you could you could live in Usagi Yojimbo and not be a human. Oh, you, yeah, you could be a lizard. I might, dude. I'd probably be a lizard. Yeah, dude, yeah. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool to be a lizard dude in Usagi. Miranda would, would probably want to live in some kind of Junji Ito nightmare world. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the world of Gyo. <laughs> oh my, I that's like I feel bad saying this, but that's my least favorite Junji Ito story, and I know I mean, people love is, that one so much. It is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the silliest one for sure. I feel like Uzumaki yeah. is the one that people love the most, right? I mean, I um, Miranda would be a Tomie, like take over Tomie. Thank like, you, Tomie. You're out. You know, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it, but you said it, so thank you. <laughs> uh, hmm. Mm, I thought it went a second ago. Uh, the world of fables. Oh, wow. That'd, That'd be, be great. Fun. With all the fairy tale characters that can meet. And you can still you hang know, out in New York. Big Bad Wolf. and Yeah, can meet Pinocchio. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I would have to be a fables character to live in that world, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know which fables character you would want to be? I don't know. Some kind of Greek fable. <laughs> Uh, Hermes Zorba. Zorba. That's not a he fable. <laughs> it's a modern fable. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm struggling today. I like can't. I can't think of a, a, a thing I would want to live in. Uh, maybe. Maybe I would live in like night business. The Benjamin Moore wow. comics. <laughs> Just like like sleazy eighties. Uh, <laughs> you know where where like like where John Carpenter music is always playing That'd in the awesome. background. And yeah, and people are murdering each other all the time. That's for me. <laughs> it's the life. Wait, Miranda, did you say one? Oh, I was going to ask if you would uh, live in a uh, pirate ship in One Piece Ooh. land. Oh, because yeah. I, I mean, reading that. Yeah, as long as I could eat some gum gum fruit. <laughs> gum gum yeah, fruit. That, but then I wouldn't be able to swim, of course. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, cool. Wait, Miranda, you didn't say anything, did you? Not strictly. I would you you kind of nailed it, but um I guess if I had to pick one for myself, I would have picked probably uh I guess Sailor oh, Moon. Yeah. Sailor Moon's Tokyo. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good one. Uh and Sailor Moon's in black and white, but the color in the Sailor Moon cartoon, I assume, is what the world <laughs> would look like, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, because the colors in that are so good. I mean, um, some good food. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that food always um, looks good. Okay, so up next, we got another question. This one is from Dor, former Big Planet Comics uh, employee, and she wants to know, who is the best or hottest monster in comics right now? And if it's not the same person, explain why. Thank you, which is very polite. Polite way to (laughs) end a question. Uh, Nick, Nick, what do you got? I've got uh, Morbius, uh, the living vampire. He's Greek. Really? He's got hot hot abs. He drinks blood with his fingers. They have little mouths on them. It's real weird. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's got a new movie coming out. Jared Leto playing him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, does that does that knock it down a little bit? Though, the fact that it's Jared Leto that's I mean, separate than the comic. Maybe. I mean, it looks terrible, but <laughs> I think it looks. I think it was like fun to me. I don't know. I like a dumb vampire movie. It looks like Venom, so. which I still haven't watched, but oh, I love Venom. Um, Venom's great. Venom's also a, a hot monster, especially if you believe fan art on the internet. Uh, that Venom and Eddie are definitely in love with each other. Uh, yeah, I won't spoil Venom from this week. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go. And this is this is cheap. I'm sure this is not the answer she was looking for because this is another Marvel character. But for me, Apocalypse recently, he just has like big monster vibes. And since he's kind of on Krakoa with the other X-Men and he's like kind of working with everybody, but he also has his own agenda. I don't know. There's something about him. He's just super confident. Um, he's just feeling <laughs> himself at the moment and it really comes across. And uh, yeah, I just like, uh, you know, Apocalypse in a suit at a, at a UN meeting. Yeah, man, that, about it. That, <laughs> that cover of him coming out of the swamp water. Whoo. <laughs> just dripping. Is it Apocalypse uh, or is it A? Or is it the mutant oh, formerly known as Apocalypse? It's whatever Krakoa yeah, language. It's whatever whatever he wants you to call it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jared or Miranda, do you guys have anything for this? Um, I just... I'm going Go to... Uh, I'm going to backwards cheat and i'm gonna say it's always tell me she's always the hottest <laughs> monster in any room uh one that really creeped me out recently is i caught up on uh, gideon falls for our uh book club we're doing tomorrow i guess or today whenever uh the creepy bad thing in that is pretty creepy i like that a lot i think it's really well done yeah, no that is definitely the or <laughs> part of that no hotness 
<laughs> this question is definitely dependent on whether you're a person who thinks monsters are hot or not. <laughs> or can be hot. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then we've got, uh, well, we got two more questions. So this one is from at Phantom Zone Pod, which I believe is a competing podcast. Uh, I'm going to assume that there are enemies going forward. <laughs> and this says, uh, if you could write a DC or a Marvel character, who would you pick and why? Uh, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I would, I think I'd pick Laura, uh, Laura from, uh, or X 23, I guess, okay. as you can tell, I'm a fan of the character since I'm calling her Laura, but, uh, yeah, I loved her run in all new Wolverine by Tom Taylor and the follow-up, uh, of the X 23 series by Mariko Tamaki. I thought they really kind of did the character dirty in the fallen angels, uh, mini series and kind of got rid of all of her characterization, which was kind of a bummer. So I would love to, uh, get on a, a, book of hers and bring back you know the team uh and like the whole family dynamic that was running in that whole run so that's my yeah uh i mean mine's always been spider-man forever just like i'd love to write a spider-man it'd be fun to like come up with like crazy you know uh i i don't know it's it's fun to come up with like the witty banter for spider-man and it's just it seems like the ideal job for anybody writing comic. I bet everybody who's written Spider-Man loves writing Spider-Man. It does seem super fun because you just get to be dumb the whole time, but like also tell like really emotional stories. Yeah, and you can do a lot of like down on down on his luck kind of stories. I feel like the worst thing I, to write would be Superman. <laughs> That's like the impossible thing to write. It's like how it do does, you write a Superman story? It does seem hard. Yeah, I mean, it has to not be about punching, right? Or else, like, it's just boring but then most superman comics are about punching so i don't know the menace stuff has been good so far so he's doing all right and i've heard great things about the tom king uh the up in the sky up in the sky yeah i I haven't read it but i heard it's great i really like that one yeah but that's another one where it's like you just kind of have to put superman in like really crazy you know situations where like he's like he doesn't have any powers or you or know. he has to make a choice, like, do I write right. this person right. or do I do this thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody um, else? I'm going to go super old school. Uh, I think this was the 70s. There was a super short failed miniseries called Prez, where basically they dropped the voting age to oh, yeah. sorry, the uh, eligibility age for the American president to 18. And almost instantly, everyone elects an 18-year-old kid to be president of the U.S. And then uh, they did a reboot just like a year or two ago. Um, but I just thought it was like a really fun concept of, you know, this teenager trying to deal with stuff, uh, as president. And definitely there is a scene where there's a vampire in the white house. So it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prez is great. She, I think that reboot was like yeah. five years ago, but you know, that's yep. working in comics, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah Prez is great. Really but, and it. the reboot was really cool. Uh, the, the art, the art was really good too. I can't remember who it was, but it was like, is it Amy reader? Oh, maybe it was yeah. something it was definitely. Yeah. That's, but I'd be going for the old school. Yeah. Just pure 70s ridiculous awesomeness yeah i mean my other one kind of falls into that which is like um like anything man wolf i would love to do a man wolf comic uh i want to do a man wolf comic that takes place in the future where he lives in a garbage dump in the bottom of the sea and like he can't get the powers of the moon so he's like trapped there in a prison (laughs) well so that's not your (laughs) monster though (laughs) oh uh yeah hottest monster uh john jameson man wolf i was gonna say Uh, i can't believe i forgot that you love man don't you own like every man wolf appearance i do own every appearance of man wolf it's true um (laughs) and he's recently been in some weird comic and i've just been buying it because he's in Uh, like savage avengers or something he's in ravencroft oh i Uh i need to get those maybe i don't have those uh my my man wolf collection is incomplete he was he was in something right before that oh he's in agents of wakanda (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, I have those. Yeah. But he's also in Ravencroft. <laughs> you should get out, get in on that. Yeah, I need to get Ravencroft. She's like the main <laughs> character in it. <laughs> um, what about you, Miranda? I know you you love you some DC characters. I do. I would if I would kill. I would commit crimes to write a good, solid Batman the Animated Series era Harley Quinn story. Well, it's oh, coming yeah. back soon, that so you could get in on that. Um, that's my thing. Uh, hopefully, maybe she'll be in the new the new series that's coming out. The what is it called? Like Adventures Continue or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Those those stories from that era are great. Like the well, Mad Love is like the best, obviously. But obviously. the Har- Harley and Ivy is great, and yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff's great. Um. Are you like a? I feel like they're different. Like DC fans. I feel like Nick and I are big Marvel fans. Jared's like very big. Like. Uh, are you like, oh, did you grow up with all, Marvel or all DC Marvel. Comics, yeah. Jared, or were you more? Okay. Uh, 
Miranda, are you like a? Did you grow up in like the Sailor like Moon, the Connor Kent, Tim Tim Drake, like Teen Titans, that kind of era of reading stuff? So Jared, I think Jared and Nick have maybe heard this before. Uh, growing up, I was not allowed to read comics because oh. my parent my parents thought they were for boys. So they looked at Sailor um, Moon kinda, and like, come on, yeah, I can <laughs> clearly for boys. That was a struggle. Yeah, no, like they just were not into comics. They were very like, no, 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 no. Um, so, but I had like cartoons and movies. So I grew up very steeped in like Batman, the animated series, like the Burton Batman films. Um, pretty much the only Marvel stuff I grew up with was the X-Men animated series, which was for a long time. The only Marvel thing that I really cared about was X-Men. So, um, so I have came in the year DC through Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that. There's like different paths. Like a lot of people come in through Batman, and there's like people. A lot of people come in through Teen Titans. I feel like, mm-hmm. or and then like I feel like there's a a big group that either are big Nightwing fans. Yeah, like people love Nightwing, <laughs> oh, and yeah. then there's and then there's like Tim Drake, Connor people who like really love the Jeff Johns, uh, Teen Titan stuff, which I love that stuff. My, but my, one of my friends has like five different homemade Nightwing costumes and he has his, his logo tattooed wow. on him <laughs> like nice. full size <laughs> like on his chest like full size yeah, full oh size. that's incredible yeah like people are really into Nightwing I kind mm. of get it like I think I think people that really like Nightwing will make an argument that like Dick Grayson is the best character in the history of the Marvel or DC universe and, the and they're very convincing when they do <laughs> he's the only character that's ever grown up in any of the books so that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. Or one of them, at least. And he's been, you know, Robin, Nightwing, Batman. So there's like, yeah, there's something there. Uh, okay. Uh, we have one more question, which we're not exactly going to answer now. But uh, this is um, this is from at Meteor Colin on Twitter. And he says, what are your thoughts on the way the current arc in the Sonic comics is shaping up? Where do you think it'll go? Um, yeah. And so... None of us have read the current arc in the Sonic comics, so uh, we're going to go on a little Sonic adventure. I believe Miranda and I—I I don't know if Jared and Nick will join us, but hopefully they do. Um, but yeah, we're going on—we're going to read the whole current run of Sonic the Sonic comics uh, over the next few weeks. Or what issue are they on? No, it, it's, it's like the years, I think. <laughs> like oh, the new series. Okay, it's on twenty-eight. So yeah, so we're going to call this—we're uh, going to call this adventure Sonic Adventure Three, since Sonic <laughs> Adventure One and Two already came out. And uh, yeah, so t- you know, tune in and find out what we think about the Sonic comics. Uh, I'll try to do it. We'll see. Okay. If if you don't, just you know, cheer 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 us on from the sidelines. Uh, give us cups of Gatorade as we run by reading uh, Tangle and yeah, Whisper. Is that what it's called? I'll read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll read the uh, Sonopedia articles. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I like Sonic. Uh. But I'm just. I know the Sonic video games. I did. I didn't grow up with the cartoon or the comics or anything. But uh. But I love uh the Sonic video games and Sonic Mania recently was very very good. But yeah. you don't know about uh what's the game? <laughs> Damn, I forgot it. <laughs> you don't know um, about no. the extended Sonic universe? <laughs> no, but I know people love it. And you know Big uh, the I'm, Cat. Uh, well, yeah, he's in yeah because he's in the games. But uh. Uh, yeah, so thanks everybody for your questions this week. If you have any more questions uh, for next week, you can uh, send them to our Twitter at Big Planet Comics or you can send them to us over email at podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. Sweet. Sweet. I look forward to reading, <laughs> I look forward to reading 50 comics about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I'm, a, I'm excited. I like a project, so this will be fun for me. Okay, so we're going to get into our reviews. Uh, since we're just coming back into this, I'll, I'll, I'll slowly be making theme songs for everything. Uh, so we'll have a review theme song next time and a news theme song based on Nick's <laughs> beautiful song that he sang earlier. But, uh, but yeah, on to reviews. So up first, we've got uh, Avengers number 34. Uh, this was written by Jason Aaron with art by Javier Garon uh, and cover art by Matteo Scalera and Rachel Rosenberg. And Nick, you want to talk a little bit about Avengers 34? Sure. Uh, I've been really loving uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers run. Some people have kind of not been liking it at the store. I've heard people talk about it, but I don't know. It's pretty great. Um, I think people got, didn't weren't into the whole Dracula storyline, um, but I liked how that ended and and everything seems to be building on top of each other. Um, so there was like, you know, that. And then there's the stuff from War of the Realms and Mephisto. And then now uh, there was a star brand thing. And that kind of all ties up in, in this current storyline now, which is um, 
I really liked uh, it's, it was just like a little side story, but the the Ghost Rider race with all the different Ghost Riders racing each each other in the Jason Aaron run. I thought, that oh, was yeah. yeah, yeah. And that also kind of like they all kind of build on top of each other. And it's it's been a fun dynamic because it's I think it's been a while since there's been kind of like a smaller Avengers team and you kind of get a little bit of everybody in each issue. Um, but anyway, so this issue, uh, it's the first part of Age of Khonshu, which is, uh, if you don't know, is Moon Knight's god who gives him his powers. Um, and people think he doesn't have powers, but he kind of does. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, but in this one, he definitely has powers. Um, he's, you know, he's the schizophrenic Batman is what people call him from Marvel. Um, but he, in this storyline, he's going around collecting all the different, uh, mystical powers. Um, I don't know how to sp- not spoil all of it, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'll, I'll, that's always the problem with first issues, but you know, you can. I'd say the very be- the very beginning is him taking the Iron Fist from Iron Fist and then continuing to do that to other people um, and amassing an army of Khonshu's soldiers. And uh, yeah, and then the Avengers are going to go stop him, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like an insanely huge story, which all of these has, have felt like, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool, like um, setting up Moon Knight as kind of a villain. Like, I'm sure it won't end up completely that way, but uh, as a villain, Moon Knight is yeah. pretty cool. I feel like, like, yeah. Uh, and he's been he's taken that up a little bit before. Like, I remember in one run, he was kind of fighting um, Captain America and Spider Man when those were his, and Wolverine when those were his uh, his multiple personalities. Right. But yeah, I thought this was cool. Uh, I just thought it was a really good first issue. Uh, there's a really fun scene where he steals Ghost Rider's uh, car. And I was I was very into that. Uh, yeah, I I I like the Jason Aaron run. I think one thing I like about it is that he uses thought balloons or thought bubbles, <laughs> yeah, and right. no, nobody does that anymore. And right. it's just it's really fun to see. I don't know. It's just like I get excited when I see that in a comic these days. Yeah, I think I, the thing I like is like every story is like hugely epic. Like it's there's nothing like, but there's in between like issues where they're just kind of like hanging out in a hot tub and stuff, which is great. <laughs> But like you know, it's like a like a harem anime or something. Did you, that issue was great. There was one issue where they're all just like hanging out in the hot tub. It's pretty pretty amazing. But um, yeah, these like I I I couldn't think like the next story would be more epic than the last. But it's it's crazy. Yeah, the Starbrand story was huge, and this seems to be playing off that too. So uh, I'm yeah, I I don't get the 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 hate that people have for the Aaron run. I wonder if people don't like yeah. the team because it is a weird team, right? It's like. It's Ghost Rider, it's She-Hulk, it's like Black Panther and Captain Marvel. It's like a lot of these characters that are controversial to certain people, I think. Oh, maybe. Um, and so I think some people just don't like it because of that. And so they just pretend that they don't like it for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. It happens a lot to a lot of things. But uh, but yeah, I think it's been fun and weird. And, yeah, and I haven't uh, been reading the recent run, uh, not the recent issues of this run. And starting with this one, I thought this was a great jumping on point. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like... It's good for jumping on, and if you've been reading, there's tons of stuff there for you then, too. So, cool. Yeah, that is Avengers number 34. Uh, We like it. Uh, Oh, was it 33? I I wrote 34. Okay, hopefully I got the right uh, creators on here. (laughs) I think I did. Uh, All right, so up next, we've got Dead Day number one from Aftershock. Um, This was written by Ryan Parrott, and uh, the art is by uh, Evgeny born born yakov <laughs> and uh andy clark drew the cover and uh yeah miranda you want to talk about dead day i thought this was an interesting concept for sure yeah so this um was the most maybe well i don't know if it was the most unique but this one the concept of this one stood out to me the most of all the things we read this week um it's based on the idea that i think it's supposed to be once a year but they make it seem like it's really um inconsistent when it happens like it doesn't happen on a certain day every year the way that most holidays do but uh once a year there's a dead day where um some but not all but like some people that have died uh come back to life just for the night it's like kind of a combination between um on one hand the way that certain pieces of media sort of play with the idea of day of the dead and then also like the purge Kind of, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's uh, a family. It's a mom, dad, two kids. Uh, the mom has some sort of promise to somebody who's died that she is like bent on fulfilling. And her husband is like 
really not into it. Uh, and then as far as following the kids go, there's a, they kind of use the kids as a vehicle to showcase like how um, this dead day has affected culture as a whole. Um, like, for example, a lot of this has caused a lot of like uh, religious friction between, um, you know, kind of like almost cults have sprung up around the resurrection of the dead and why this works and how this works. Uh, there's a lot of superstition about like protecting yourself or like what the best way is to protect yourself. But that also kind of clashes with, you know, what seems to be maybe like federally sanctioned uh, ways of accepting the dead back for the night. Um, it's just really interesting to see uh, the way that they've set up um, how, like what it, it asks that question, like, what would you do if your grandmother or your mom or dad or whoever like could come back for one night yeah. but also they're, like there's there's no guarantee that they will either so there's kind of an element of uncertainty there too so like kind of zombies but they can talk so yeah they they seem to have like a level of um conscious like awareness i think one of the towards the end of the issue and i don't think this is really a spoiler but they kind of show like some of them coming back and they're like talking to people and they're kind of like, remember me, you know, like yeah. it kind of, they kind of seem at least the ones they show in that particular well, page seem a bit malicious. Yeah. They all seem kind of vengeful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like what's interesting too, is like inside of all that they're it's like all about the, like the family dynamic of this one family that's kind of dealing with it, which I thought like was a cool way to center all of it. And, like like ground you in the story a little bit because there is like there's so much going on and there's so many rules and stuff that they're setting up but i i feel like i feel like they did a really good job of of like telling a story within that that made me i was yeah, i was like, like interested one in what the was best, like to everybody build outs of world knowledge it's like you don't have to read a page of text on how dead day works it's like page by page they add a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and all along i was like oh this is interesting well that's interesting and they really slowly built it over time with some really interesting twist and hints at things are not what we think they are or that there's other stuff going on and that was really cool yeah, yeah. this is this oh, sorry this is one of those oh. comics where i actually want to know more rules uh, yeah yeah which is good i mean that means they built a good world and and i think what jared said is true like one of my pet peeves is like opening up a comic and there's just a full page of text and it's like 2248 the the whatever shipping company has been <laughs> lost. The trade federation like, has oh, been no, making no, a war. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the star Wars episode one, uh, opening crawl basically, but in a comic book and, and I'm like, Nope. And for like eight pages. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, did I, I really thought this was cool. I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect. And after shock as a company, it's like, you never, I never know what to expect from them, but like some of their comics are really good. And I thought they had a couple decent ones this week. So yeah. Um, okay, up next we've got uh, Disaster Inc. Uh, this was written by Joe Harris, who wrote Great Pacific, uh, and the art is by Sebastian Perez, and the cover art also by Andy Clark, who drew the cover for Dead Day as well. Yeah, this this was, uh, I feel like not a ton happened in this first issue, but kind of what we start out with uh, these two scientists who are exploring um, like a radioactive area, which uh, you later find out is uh, Fukushima. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're kind of finding these weird mutated insects and stuff, and then one of them is murdered. And then we, uh, by like a mysterious uh, dude or something with a big sword, um, and then we kind of cut to this uh, this tourist group that's this Disaster Inc. of the title, and they're uh, a company that takes people around to different disaster areas, I guess. It's a real and thing. Is well, that a real thing? Uh, it's there was uh, dark tourism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a yeah, there's a Netflix show about that. Oh, yeah. There was, wasn't it? Well, I think mm -hmm. it's disgusting, personally, but <laughs> it is, and uh, it's also like super dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I don't care what happens to these people who do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So basically, these people are are going to Fukushima and trying to get close as close as possible to Ground Zero. Um, it's uh, and it's kind of a. a it's kind of very horror movie-ish in the way it's kind of setting up everybody uh, in a way where you're like, okay, these people are going to die. Uh, I think what I did like about this comic was the sense of place, which I think Harris is good at. Like he kind of did it in great Pacific as well right. of like setting up this area in Fukushima to be this kind of, it's, it's interesting. The elements that he's putting into the world. Um, but yeah, I think I'll just have to see where it goes a little bit. There was a, it's, it's kind of on this, it's kind of straddles this weird line where it's kind of, 
condemning this kind of uh, cultural tourism and disaster tourism, but then it feels like it's kind of uh, culturally tourist comic at the same time. <laughs> that's very much about Japanese culture in a weird oh, really? way that felt strange to me. I don't know. So yeah, it, it just, I, I don't know. It, fe- it felt a little touristy itself, but uh, we'll have to see where it goes. I, it, I'm interested enough to read the next issue. I'm curious. You said, I think at the beginning that we follow these scientists that are looking for, or they're uh, looking at mutated butterflies, right? Or like yeah, mutated yeah. insects. My question is, were they actually finding them or not? Because as I read it, um, I thought that they were looking for them and not finding them. And that was well, a concern. And I was wondering if that was something that was going to come back later. Like, well, it's, that- it's weird. Cause I think at the beginning, um, it seems like they've had some proof that these mutated things exist because they say, Oh, like perhaps they're not all that messed up. Mm-hmm. So it was like the one she found wasn't. And, but then later, I mean, yeah, not well, to they spoil keep, it. They keep seeing but. them, but they can't capture them on film, which makes me, yeah. Think they're they're yeah. like ghosts or something of some sort. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly. I think, you know, it seems like there's going to be some kind of supernatural element to this and you get a little hint of that in the beginning and then you kind of get it in the end, but it's, it's not very clear what happens in the end of this book. I'll be honest. Um, so yeah, it's, it's enough to keep me, to keep me reading, but yeah, I, I don't know how I felt about this first issue. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's where I'm at. That's all. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I didn't um, care about yeah. the scientist story, and then because it's more of a framing story for this, and then they had more part with it later, and I thought that part was awesome. So I thought that was a very interesting addition to it, a uh, bit of a twist. Um, and like, there's enough people on this disaster tour that like some of them I don't care about, but some are mysterious. So a few of them I was interested in, like who they were and what they're up to and stuff. So yeah yeah like I'll, i think i'll read the next issue i'm i'm curious and i i've read stuff by joe harris that i've liked so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out uh okay up next we've got rogue planet number one uh this is written by cullen bunn with uh art by andy mcdonald uh, so this and, is basically uh, a thing Jared, where it's you- a sci-fi comic where you just have you know the classic ship coming out of hypersleep where all the crews waking up and whatever uh but the reason it's called rogue planet is they have uh, found a planet that is not connected to a star or a solar system. It's just somehow a planet in space, which I guess, sure, why not? Uh, but there was some sort of weird signal or something on it. So they're going to investigate anything. They found like, you know, the muzzle load or some big resource or whatever. Uh, but considering there's like, you know, a skeleton on a spacesuit uh, with some eyeballs and tentacles on the front, you should know this goes very, very poorly for them very, very quickly. Uh, so you've got, you know, crew of what, eight or 10 people who are all going to have very horrible ends very quickly. Um, so yeah, I thought like parts of it were really cool. I, I liked the designs of all the ships and the suits and stuff and the crew was interesting, but there were so many of them so quickly. You didn't really get a chance to know a lot of them yet. And then very quickly, bad things happened to some of them. Um, but some of the designs were really good. I, I feel like, I feel like the basic, uh, premise of this, uh, when they pitched it was probably like, what if ego, yeah. the living planet was real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what it, and like he was yeah, it's like uh, what like the, the, the stromo landed on or, ego or something it would, it, like h- how nightmarish would it be a living planet <laughs> there's like a giant pair of lungs uh just around <laughs> i don't know it's uh it's it's cool i mean it's yeah. a very like lovecraftian kind of old gaudy kind of thing um <laughs> little alien kid gets his throat slit in the first page or second page i was like wow that part was great oh yeah i i thought that intro was really cool it's basically like like a ritual sacrificing to this this it seems like the same thing the same entity or whatever right yeah it's basically like what if what if an alien the yeah the alien was the planet they're on which i think does enough to set it apart like it's it gets a little like um you know, it feels like a space horror thing. Like they're right. hitting all those, all those notes, but right. the nature of the creature and like that, it's just this giant, weird, crazy thing. Uh, I think, yeah, it makes it a little bit different. And the, the, the kind of body horror, if you can call <laughs> it that when the body is an entire planet, but the kind of body horror that's going on in it uh, is really, really like well rendered. I thought the art by Andy McDonald was cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's creepy enough, but like Jared said, you basically get nothing from the characters in this in in the beginning of this. It's like yeah. it's like absolutely nothing. Um, so I'm curious yeah, how much they'll that have less characters to worry about very soon. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. This uh, well, this and the uh, the uh, the book we just talked with Disaster Inc. Both had this, the thing. Another thing that I don't usually like really like in comics where they are like, "This is this guy and he does this." It's like you know, this is John. He's a load master or whatever. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know all this. You just um, I, you can just have these people be characters. I don't need to know their jobs or backgrounds. I mean, it helps a little bit, but you know. Nick, I need to know if John is a load master. <laughs> so somebody is a load master in this. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it for our books this week, uh, which, as always, means that is it for the Big Planet Comics podcast. Um, oh, hold yeah. on. Wait, okay. <laughs> Keith Lennon is the load master. Keith Lemon? <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith Lennon. Uh, yeah, what do we do at the end of these? I I know I I can't remember. It's been years and years. Uh, we just say good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. <laughs> we yeah. say good. We say good these night. days. Yes. Good night. Uh, uh, happy birthday if it's your birthday. Uh, <laughs> wash your hands. Uh, yep, wash your hands. Social distance. All the music will be building up as we say all the things at the end. Tune so it out. <laughs> is there anything else they want to say? Yeah, yeah, every, yeah everybody's like, oh, the end is coming. Okay, I guess bye. I guess we'll just say goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.